strong, empowered, authentic. What's up, Ginger Nation? This is Tosh. This is Darren, and you are listening to the Authentic Ginger Podcast. Welcome, Ginger Nation, to the Authentic Ginger Podcast. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Darren Roach. And on today's show, we have the honorary chieftain for the Moncton Highland Games, a spirited traveler with his companion. While his companion is not here right now, Luna, and a very stylish kilt, I must say. Michael, very nice. Michael Yellowlees is from Dunkeld, Scotland, trekked across Canada from the Pacific to the Atlantic in an effort to help rewild the Scottish Highlands. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. This has been this has been something I've been looking forward to all summer. We are in officially in our summer here now, so I'm really excited that uh, that you're here with us. We're all here at the Moncton Highland Games. What else could be any better than that? I don't know. We're even outside, and we're in person. And for we're the in very person. first time ever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's fantastic. This is this is great. Um, so yeah, we wanted to just kind of you know have some fun with you today, Michael, and and uh, kind of get your story. But before we do that, Tosh is going to ask you a question because we always kind of kick off our podcast with a question of red hair. We do because that is the whole point of our podcast. So we want to know about little Michael growing up as a ginger. You're or like super strawberry, right? I am, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am, I'm sorry, yeah, totally. So little Michael growing up in Scotland, um, yeah, so like the sort of journey that we all go on, I suppose, is redheads growing up, you know, like uh, a lot of insecurities around it at school, a lot of sort of, uh, a lot of bullying going on, picking on you, all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, things have totally changed, you know, I'm, I'm now 32 years old, um, I, a young man, and I, I, to be honest, that we've got the most beautiful coloured hair uh, going. It's the, I'm so so proud to be a ginger, you know. Nice. <laughs> when you're uh, when you're younger, and you remember back in school, um, did did you ever get into any situations where you know you kind of thought to yourself, man, what, I'm being made fun of, or or was there name calling towards you or anything like that? Do you remember anything like that when you were when you were growing up through school? Yeah, absolutely. So I I got a lot of stuff at school. You know, you're. Um, you know, sometimes even your words disregarded because you're like, you know, you're trying to talk in a conversation and like, ah, oh, shut up, you're ginger, you know, that <laughs> yeah, sort yeah. of thing. And um, and sadly, it does have an effect. You sort of start, you start believing it sometimes. You start going, okay, maybe maybe this is a problem. Uh, and uh, to anyone listening, it's totally not, you know, it's totally not. You just got to, you know, stand up and be proud, you know, it's good. Yeah. When you had some, some comrades through that whole situation too, did you, like, you know, some friends that you, you kind of were allies of yours and, and, you know, as you go through school, you know, you have these kind of friendships that take on. Uh, any of those friendships kind of help you get along the way or is it something you kind of just did on your own? Like, you know what, I'm proud of who I am, proud of my hair color, I'm ready to go here and take on the world. Yeah, so, well, I, as you say, I'm a bit of a traveler. I've sort of traveled for most of my teenage years and through my 20s and stuff. Um, and it was probably through traveling that I fell in, like, um, it, I was told, you know, I was traveling in these beautiful places around the world, and people are coming up and touching your hair, and yeah. people are, like, you know, touching your beard. I'm in, in India, and I've got, like, you know, 50 people all trying to touch you and going, your hair is so beautiful, and, like, yeah. you know. Um, and so it's probably from experiences like that you start going, actually, we are, we're bloody beautiful you know it's really nice <laughs> yeah no no 100 100 and you know what I, I have found funny as we do the show it is the people that grew up in the uk where you and i would think it's more prominent to have red hair right. that get more bullying than we did here in canada or in the states that's what we're finding so and then you're you're going and you're traveling other countries and realizing no nah, no nah, this is cool no you're <laughs> awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so i let's get into the traveling because 
you where have you been and then like what experiences have you had that are just bonkers yeah because you did mention that you started young traveling so i mean that's gonna go back a few years you had the bug and you were in i'm going like where did you go in those early days well what was the plan where did you set the course and go you know what i feel like i want to go here is that the kind of how it went or was there was there a plan in place for it yeah, no, it came about a bit randomly, to be honest. I went on a family holiday to Sardinia in Italy. Um, and at the end of the holiday, I think I was, you know, I was 17, 18. And uh, end of the family holiday, I sort of said to my family, look, I'm not going to come back just now. So uh, I just started wandering. I picked up a wee, uh, wee classical guitar. I ended up busking around Europe and awesome. uh, started jumping on trains and yes. doing all sorts of stuff. So I ended up being away for about nine, ten months. Like, ended up in places like Israel and Egypt and and things like that so it was yeah a great time yeah absolutely so then you do you're traveling through there and then you at some point come up with this harebrained idea that you're going to walk across the country (laughs) so um you did this with a purpose so let's talk about the purpose of your walk across canada yeah, so I've been uh, raising money for a charity called Trees for Life that are planting native woodlands in the Highlands of Scotland. Uh, and I, yeah, I came up with this idea back in sort of early 2019 uh, where I was walking in Scotland. And uh, yeah, like uh, for a description of Scotland, Scotland can sometimes seem a bit of a sad landscape. Uh, it's very barren and bleak. Um, you look out and there's not a lot of trees, there's not a lot of wildlife. Um, and you, yeah, so, so kind of wanting to do something about that. Um, so whilst I was out on a walk, um, I was sort of tying into the history of the landscape um, and uh, what what happened in the sort of late 1700s. Uh, it was, there was sort of a mass migration of Scots um, all over the world. So like people were removed from their homes, sometimes burnt out their homes, uh, put onto ships and sent all over the world. And uh, a vast majority of them came to Canada. Um, so tying into that history, um, yeah, we came out and we've been walking across, walked across Canada in my kilt last year. And, um, we did it from west to east to sort of try and reverse that process, you know, bringing some of that energy home with us. And in, in over nine months, so that means uh, there was a winter involved there. <laughs> so, you know, how was that? Yeah, so we started, we started in March and um, we, um, yeah, we were faced all sorts of weather, you know, we were faced, we were faced with snow, we were faced with rain, uh, with the heat of the summer and the black flies, etc. you know, so it was, right. yeah, tough going at times. Now, you, you keep saying we, who is your partner on this trip? Yeah, uh, so my partner in crime is my dog Luna, um, who I met in Canada when I first came out. So I had a lovely opportunity to uh, do a season of mushing, uh, so running sled dogs. So it was lovely, I got the, the whole Canadiana experience of uh, running dogs. Um, and yeah, me and Luna sort of fell in love with one another and she's been with me ever since. On that journey, you must have written a few songs uh, because we know now that you had a, a very small classical guitar when, when you first picked it up. Um, what do you have now? Do you still have that same guitar when you traveled or have you have you moved on to something else? Yeah, no, I've got a, well, it's still a travel size guitar. Uh, it's got a carbon fiber body and uh, sort of doesn't warp with the cold, etc. Right. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've been um, we're singing songs throughout Canada, which has been beautiful, sort of connecting people through music, which has been wonderful. And yes, I've been writing some songs, so there'll definitely yeah. be an album album in the future. Yeah, we'll, we'll be looking forward for that. Uh, I, I just, this is this is a curiosity that I have. I mean, I'm thinking about you traveling across Canada and uh, with Luna, your dog, and I'm thinking to myself, like along the way, um, 
you either did you did you stay on the Trans Canada or did you veer off the Trans Canada? Um, and then if you did veer off, did you did you did you do any fishing? Did you do any kind of activities like that? that you would do if you're camping or you're backpacking and you know what what kind of activities would you have done I know you would have been tired because you've been walking every day but what kind of activities would you have been, have been doing during that trip yeah so uh, yeah we were sort of following a mixture of the Trans Canada some minor roads and yeah. uh, we were also uh, following what's known as the Great Trail or the Canadian Trail so uh, getting getting off the beaten track a little bit there which was beautiful yeah. uh, saw some beautiful country uh, experienced some amazing wildlife, you know, encounters with bears, hearing wolves howling, uh, so really, really amazing, amazing experiences. Activity-wise, uh, not so too, too much, you know, you're walking so many miles every day, you don't really have a lot of uh, chance to, uh, we did have a beautiful section um, where we, um, where we, we had to come off the highway because it was becoming too dangerous to walk along, um, and the only other option to us was canoeing, yeah. uh, so we had, we had about a 400 kilometre canoeing section which is wonderful you know moving through some late, late countries in northern Ontario you know it was really did, an amazing experience. Did you have a canoe in your backpack? Just popped <laughs> out yeah just uh, <laughs> it was in the sparring just uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no um, we uh, very fortunately met just met the right people you know yeah. along the way you know and I, I told them what I wanted to do and they, they they got the kit ready for me so as soon as I arrived you know there was a canoe waiting to go in the water for me yeah um so but yeah brilliant brilliant experience and you must have met a lot, a lot of people on the way too that that opened up their homes for you as well so that you weren't staying uh under the under the stars um the whole trip i'm assuming there's some couch surfing going on too and just the, the the opening open arms i'm sure of of, uh, of canadians right across the country yeah no absolutely like yeah uh, like uh, i keep saying it, i always do but it's, it has been a trip of human kindness you know so people have been amazing to me throughout camera right. and like opening up their homes as you say yeah um but yeah the rest of the time we were we were camping uh, it was just roll mat and roll mat and dubby bags so some yeah. beautiful nights under the stars and sleeping in forests and That's whatever amazing. we can find you know yeah so. and for those who don't know um when you first started the journey from from BC, how long were you walking per day, and then did that change nine months later as you were finishing your journey on the East Coast? Yeah, so I kind of broke my broke myself in slowly. So I was doing sort of twenty thirty kilometer days to begin with, um, and then we sort of by the end of the, the end of the trip we were sort of quite comfortably doing forty five to fifty uh, in a in a day's walking. Yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. And and you know I always like to ask some food questions. Just because I I'm interested in food, I love food, <laughs> and I always like to to live through others who have experienced something that I likely have not. Uh, on that journey, was there any kind of meals that you kind of just were like, this is really cool? I mean, you know, have you had poutine before on on your journey? Like, you know, there's one that that not a lot of people outside of Canada would really know. Anything like that 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 you sh you can share? Yeah, well, totally. We've certainly been treated to poutine a few times on the journey, and was definitely and uh, is amazing. Um, but yeah, no, the, I suppose the again it goes back to the human kindness thing. You know, there's moments that were uh, totally uplifting on on the road. You know, you're having really hard days, and and then suddenly pull someone pulls over on the road in front of you, and they've they they knew what you were doing, and they've just come out to bring you a meal, and you know it, it just changes your day entirely and totally lifts you up. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, really lovely experiences like that. And know. did uh, did anybody stop, roll a window down, and say, "Do you want a Timmy's?" And you went, "A what?" <laughs> I, think I, I think I survived off Timmy's most, most of it. Right. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and lots of moments like that, you know, people just pull over, hand a coffee out the window to you. You know, it's, 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 it's just, yeah. it was amazing, you know, really amazing year. She, and so you finished the journey from, from BC uh, to the East Coast, Newfoundland, I'm assuming, and uh, that just finished recently. Yeah, so well, we started in March last year and we finished on the 5th of December, December in yeah. Cape Spear. Yeah. And now um, I understand you're, you're heading back. Tell us about that next journey and that next leg and what that's all about. Yeah, so after the Moncton Games this weekend, so um, I will be driving back across Canada um, and we're doing a bit of a musical year, so we're sort of going to collaborate with as many musicians across Canada as we can, um, but really sort of sending the message um, about the fight against climate change yeah. uh, through that platform. Um, so, um, yeah, anyone listening that would like to follow along, uh, you can do so through Michael and Luna, A Rewilding Journey, um, and you can check out what we're all about. Yeah, and that's on Facebook. So. Michael and Luna, a rewilding journey. A rewilding journey. Sorry, uh, we'll I'll put that in the show notes anyway, no so worries. everyone can, can log into that and, and check it out. Uh, I think that's fantastic, and and you know again, I think there's a few records coming out of this. Uh, if you're doing a music trip, I mean that's maybe it's going to be five months instead of nine. There's lots of time to write lots more songs and have some fun. No, absolutely, it's especially with other musicians. Fun Good fun year. Like I mean the. The cause of climate change is obviously a pretty serious one and like one that we're all having to face up to right now. Right. But I don't think it has to be a scary thing. You right. know, I think we can have fun with it. You know, you sort of, you know, we need to do the work, we need to get motivated and galvanized, but it can be an adventure. You know, yeah. it can be, it can, you know, like, why not dream in times of, you know, running off into battle? You know, let, let's live that right now, you know? Right, so, yeah. And with that, with that music piece that you're going to do, are you are you thinking that you'll collaborate with artists and take them on a section of your journey, or will you stop in the cities or the towns and and have that? What does that piece look like? Yeah, so um, so I'll drop into I'll drop into towns and cities, and 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 to be honest, we'll try and do it in nature. So you know, I think we're going to try and do a sort of nature as our backdrop. And it really is a bit of celebration of Canada. Uh, you guys, you guys have wilderness over here. That's another part of my reason for coming to Canada. So you have wilderness over here that we've lost back in Scotland. Um, so this year we're going to be raising money for a Canadian charity. As trying, you know, it's almost as a thank you to to everyone here as my uh, former time and a bit of celebration of Canada and, and and the beauty that you have all around you. So do you find, because um, I've heard this lots of times, do you find that the landscape of Canada is very similar to home? Yeah, certainly. Obviously, it's very, uh, it's hugely varied. You know, you move through so many different landscapes, the Rockies, flatlands, you know, lakelands, all the rest of it. But yeah, there absolutely is. There's some places in Scotland, or some places in Canada, sorry, uh, that are so much like Scotland. I often say as well that I sometimes feel like I walk a mile down the road and go visit my granny, you know, and, and that sort of that sort of thing yeah if there was a, a town city whatever it is throughout canada that you would want to move to oh, oh that's which that's to say yeah which which would that be because that's not saying it's your favorite that's just saying i've been through here and i was like this is heaven to me what 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 city is that what, wow. what that's province? A, a, well it's a hell of a hell of a question that's really tough again it's probably the same answer you know there's so many places throughout that i've been shown huge kindness um um it's a difficult question for me as well because I'm a bit of a wanderer at my heart, so I, I kind of go to and fro. So I'm gonna just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll stick to my, stick to my guns and say like, you know, I'll, I'll be just be dropping and visiting people all over Canada <laughs> and, and beautiful places. You're never gonna settle down. 
And they're, well, maybe one day, we'll see, we'll see. Meet the, meet the right person, you never know. Um, what did you think when you went through the flatlands of Canada? What was that, what was that experience like? Yeah, so I think that was yeah, the answer to the, one of the, the surprising places. I think so many people warned me about, you know, Saskatchewan, Alberta, you know, it's dead flat, you're going to be bored, etc. Um, but it was actually one of the most delightful places to be, you know, I was sort of waking up in the morning and walking towards the sun rising and there's such wide open skies it just looks amazing and yeah. uh, same at the end of the day you know the sun the sun would be sent by me and it's uh, right. yeah it's a really beautiful place and what i know about at least that part of the country is of course that a lot of the uh, roads are fairly straight which means that you know if you get up in the morning you hit that road and you know you can see for what looks like to be miles um tell me what that feeling is like when it's more than miles maybe thousands of miles before you actually see where you're going yeah no absolutely obviously it's a bit of a can be a bit of a challenge at times but yeah like beautifully funny experiences of like seeing a town on the horizon and uh, walking all day towards that town and it doesn't get any closer to you you know it's still it's still on the horizon um, (laughs) by the time the night time comes you're like are we, are we there yet? Like, I've seen this town all day long. <laughs> Luna's looking at you like, let's just get this finished. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I want to go to bed. <laughs> so. I also wonder about the same thing when you hit Ontario and Quebec, because they don't ever end. That must have felt like, because I know what it's yeah, like driving point. a car across those provinces. I can't even imagine right. walking in them. <laughs> yeah, the, the, we were, I think we were in, we were in Northern Ontario, we in Ontario for like two and a half months or something, walking across <laughs> Northern Ontario. <laughs> Seemed like we were there forever. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, but again, it was really, really beautiful. You know, like uh, we did at that stage, you know, we we're hitting sort of midsummer and we had a hot summer last year as well. So we did a lot of our walking in the evenings and sometimes yeah. through the night. And so we had these amazing experience of walking along the surf. Ride Lake Superior and yeah, dead dead at night, and you can see the sort of moon glistening off the lake, and and it's really really beautiful, and wolves howling, and, and it's really really special. That is really cool. I would be running yeah. for the hills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be looking and thinking this is beautiful. I'd be like, I'm freaked out. I need to get somewhere fast. That's why I have Luna with him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, I inspire to be you, Michael. That's for sure. <laughs> so the drive back across starts when? Uh, I leave on Monday. Uh, so straight after the games, I'll be heading off and heading back across country. And uh, and yeah, it should be a really exciting year. Uh, looking looking forward to it immensely. Yeah, absolutely. And then back to Scotland to kind of stay? Yeah, kind of, st- kind of stay for a while, yeah. Uh, so I will be heading back to Scotland eventually. Uh, when that is, I'm not sure, but a uh, big, big year for Scotland next year. So I'd like to be home for right. home for the push for Scottish independence, which is happening next year. Tosh, how, do you, how much do you want to bet that after that event that he's going to go to in Scotland, or after what he just mentioned, that he will not be in Scotland much after yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> I see, sense there could be another travel coming after that. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Like, I think there's work to be done, you know. I'd like to uh, this sort of, again, with, with climate change and what we need to be doing around climate change, the best way of doing that is doing it at a community level. And um, so sort of, um, so it could be the the wanderer that I am might end up finding some roots back in Scotland and sort of building up from the community right. community base, which is what I think what I'm aiming to aiming to do at yeah, some point. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, there's always something. There's always something to fight for, right? And there's always something to be a part of. So and totally. And again, right now, like climate change is the one that's uh, that's at the forefront of. I think most are. If it's not, it should be um, off most people's minds. This is such a drastic thing we're going to have to face up to, um, and and big changes need to be happening. What with the money that you raised for the Highlands, 
what does that go back to? The, are they planting trees? Yeah, so um, so that's gonna that's trees in the ground. So that's that's amazing. And uh, so I'm talking with the charity as well. So when we get back, there's uh, we're going to be doing work with the charity to um, sort of develop what we've been doing. Um, and there may even be a Luna Luna Forest in Scotland as well, dedicated oh, awesome. dedicated towards my wee dog, which will be lovely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What? Sorry, my heart just went. <laughs> 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 That's really cool. You must be really proud of that. I am very proud of that. Yeah. So that would be an, like a sort of sort of realizing your dream and envisioning it. Uh, wouldn't it be a powerful experience to walk through a, a newly sprung forest that is going to be part of what you've created and what you've given to? Um, it's really lovely. On that breath as well, you know, we're talking about Scottish culture and we're talking about uh, that. This this has been a dream, uh, sort of come into reality for me. Uh, like this morning, I had the beautiful experience of uh, leading in the pipe bands, holding a Scottish a Scottish flag, and um, and that's that was the vision. And so suddenly, it's becoming a reality. So it's uh, very exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. And and just again for those who who are listening, um, you're the honorary chieftain for the Moncton Highland Games. Tell us what that means to you and, and kind of what the job is. Yeah, so um, so big big role. Like I'm, I've got the, the, the honour of sort of opening the Games today and welcoming the athletes to the Games. Um, but over and above that, the, 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 the history of the the history of the Games was the Chieftain would go down and view the athletes and, and, and basically pick the best warriors uh, from the Games. That was basically wow. the basis of what the, the Highland Games was all about. Cool. So I'm going to be doing a similar thing over the course of the weekend. So I'm going to be mustering support for the cause um, and the fight against climate change. Uh, so I'll be going around and taking names of people and trying to create a bit of support for that fight. I bet you never saw this ever come to fruition. Like when you decided you were going to walk across Canada, never thought you'd be honorary chieftain, never thought Luna was going to have her own part of the forest. Like whoa! Totally. Like I mean, it was it was very much a, you know you you had no idea what the response would be like or what the reaction would be like to the to the journey and to the cause that you learned what we were doing, um and so yeah to see it come into reality and to um yeah it's, it's kind of blown us all away you know it's uh, again I'm 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 leading in the pipe band this morning and you know tearing tearing up doing so it's a very powerful experience yeah. for me yeah yeah so your parents who at 18 you left in italy and said yeah i'll be back later mm -hmm. they have got to be extremely proud of because you probably grew up as the dreamer kid right and they they probably never knew what was gonna what was gonna come of michael <laughs> totally so again yeah like I, I think they're getting used to me uh um, but when i was talking about this one you know you did you definitely saw the the look of fear in their eyes as i'm telling them what i'm about to go and do um but yeah as soon as we started you know they get totally behind you and been totally supportive and, and yeah i'm very much looking forward to seeing everyone when i get home it's been it's been a few years now so it'll be nice to go back and see everyone yeah awesome yeah great um was there was there anything else that you wanted to cover like you know anything up to you yeah no well, well just just uh well done with what you're doing guys i think it's a really powerful thing that you're doing you know um a lot of a lot of young young people especially you know red hair there's a lot of stigma around it so it's really good to sort of be promoting that and to, you know tell them to stand up tall you know we're beautiful people go right. out, go out and you know go out and sing awesome um and just so everyone can follow uh your journeys uh where again can you can you tell us where can can you be found on facebook is it yeah so we've got a facebook page called michael and luna a rewilding journey 
um, and you'll see all about what we've been up to, what we've been done in the past, and what we're going to be doing this year as well, and you can follow us along there. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, and thanks for coming to Moncton. Thank you very much for having me here. <laughs> Thank you very much, and you've been listening to The Authentic Ginger Podcast. You've been listening to The Authentic Ginger Podcast. Become a part of the Ginger Nation by liking, subscribing, following, and leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.